Have you always wanted to be a star? Whether you want to be in the spotlight or behind the scenes, you'll get some great info from this show. It's the Angel and Harmony Show on Voice America Kids. Now, here's Angel and Harmony. Thanks and welcome to the Angel and Harmony Show on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Angel Ramirez, and unfortunately, my co-host today, Harmony Hagedorn, cannot be with us. But I do have two very special guest stars. Why don't you introduce yourselves? Um, I'm Serena. And I'm Bryn Bennett. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm her sister, so I mean, you probably know my last name. Okay, how are you guys? I'm good. Good, good. Okay, so I actually literally just told them I pretty much demanded that they would be on my show. So this is going to be kind of an adventure because I wanted to kind of surprise them with these questions because I want their fresh and um, kind of like unfiltered in a way uh, like thoughts on what I'm like what I'm going to ask them because. <laughs> In the next few weeks, you guys will be taking an exciting adventure with me, um, asking my, hopefully my teacher, if he agrees to it, um, and some kids and parents about what they think about the way he teaches, because he has a very, um, he has a very controversial way of teaching, okay, because he talks and he gives us books, he's my English teacher, he gives us a lot of topics that would normally be considered maybe inappropriate. Um, like how? Like, Well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But, yeah, so I wanted to know kind of like between the age differences what you guys, what people think about it. Because I personally, I like the way he teaches because I think that it, it broadens students' views a lot. And I think that's that's good. So, yeah. I mean, some things can be kind of skeptical but you know whatever okay so i'm gonna kind of just list some of the because we read a lot of books in there obviously so i'm gonna kind of list um some of the things that have been included in the books i'm just gonna list them off and then we'll go one by one and kind of talk about them and what you guys think it should be in schools should you be reading about this stuff um you know and a lot of them it starts out with these things, and then um, it kind of, it, it, all his books kind of have like a moral underlining kind of thing, mm-hmm. but they still include these, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, so, sexuality, religion, solitude, adultery, mental instability, psychosis, depression, narcotics, which are drugs, yeah. um, morality, sex, feminism, suicide, and death, Okay. These are all, what, so far, have been included in books that I've read of his, that he's given us, okay? So, yeah. So, initial thoughts. Are you guys frightened by that list, or what? Uh, well, I mean, they're not exactly, like, the fluffy things. Yeah, yeah. I bet you would talk about it. Yeah, I think, I think some of those, um, I think some of those are okay, like, because you are high schoolers, you are going to probably, like, encounter these things throughout your young adult to adulthood. Mm-hmm. But I think he should probably um, maybe have, like, if the parents or the students, like, some of those things I probably wouldn't mm-hmm. feel comfortable reading about. Yeah. yeah. Just because mm-hmm. how, like, I like more fluffy books, I guess you could <laughs> say. But, like, uh, so I think he should have, like, maybe another 
book that still teaches you like a moral, but not has all those things that some people might not want to read about. Okay. Okay, yeah. But his books, okay, so in the beginning of the year, just recently we were given an independent study project, okay? Um, so in this, like, in this project, we got to pick our own book out of, like, he gave us, like, a list of books. Mm-hmm. Um, and they pretty much all included really controversial topics like this. Like, my, my book that I ended up getting is pretty much all about drugs, uh-huh. which, like... Well, but the thing is, like- the thing is, the book, like, the books that he gives, it's not telling you to, like, go out and do these stuff, don't participate in these actions, necessarily. It's kind of, like, an informative way of teaching you um, how to, like, how to figure yourself out kind of thing, because it's helping you find yourself, and, you know, you hear it all the time, and you guys aren't in high school yet, but you probably still are going through this, like, trying to find who you are kind of yeah. thing and discovering yourself. Well, That's... The- pretty much all his mm-hmm. books like help you do that so that's why so you know do these books say that like not like they straight up say that drugs will help you find yourself but they do they like kind of infer that they help you because well it's it, not like the the things in the books help you find yourself it's the way that um the people in the books like the characters or whatever like, like no it's the way that they go about their lives with these items, like, with the narcotics, with their sexuality, with their mental instability, and that's how you kind of find yourself, is through reading these books. So, for example, the first book we read, um, The Picture of Dorian Gray, by Oscar Wilde, I believe. Um, It's a book written in late 1800s, all right, 1890s, something like that. And pretty much, um, the author of the book was known for, like, he was homosexual, okay? And he, he, like, back then, that, you couldn't really, (laughs) you couldn't really do that. You couldn't be that, which, you know, that's an entirely different topic, whether you believe in that stuff or or not. But Mm -hmm. the point is, like, the author kind of, um, he wrote this book, and everyone, like, hated him for it, because... This book at the time was, like, so immoral. Like, it was just, like, like it's like too allowed. far. It's yeah. too far, like, to, to write this book. Now it's considered to be one of the greatest novels back then because it, it showed how this man, Dorian Gray... Okay, spoiler alert, if you, like, you guys might have to read this, so just tune out for the next, like, a minute or two or something because I will kind of explain the storyline. Um, pretty much Dorian Gray or whatever, he he is painted by his friend, okay, and he sees this painting and he's like, why can't I stay young and beautiful forever? Because that's his entire thing. He wants to stay young. He wants to stay, you know, he wants to be loved all the time. But at the same time, it's not really about the love. It's about the respect that he gets from being so popular and you know, you're not going to stay young and beautiful forever, you know, yeah. but he wants to be. And in that moment, he kind of switches with the painting and the painting starts to grow old and it starts to reflect his true character. So as Dorian Gray, like, slips into, like, deception and sins and, like, lies and all this stuff, he starts to become, um, 
you know, all obsessed about his beauty and obsessed about the things, that, like the materialistic things that he's involved with. Um, that's kind of like it, it gets shown through the picture. So the picture is physically changing and it's showing who he is in the inside. It starts to get maggots. It starts to grow old. Like things are coming out of the the picture and he's like horrified by this, but he doesn't age. So all his friends are growing up, you know, all all that stuff, but he's just, he stays the same and he stays like rich and, you know, wealthy and all this stuff, like pretty much forever. But then he kills someone and all this stuff and he starts to, he spirals down, like that's part of the death, like murder. It's not just death, it's murder. Um, And then, you know, it just like, I don't know, like, hearing that, you would think that it might be about becoming immoral, but in reality, the book is kind of teaching you how to be moral, because if you don't, if you lose your morals and you lose your beliefs and everything, then you might become this horrible person that no one likes, because no one liked him. He was, like, you know, even though he was rich and young and, you know, all that stuff, he was still this horrible person that everyone knew. Okay? I I think that's... And I, that sounds like a good book for high schoolers to read because it says, like, to keep your morals and stuff, even if it does have, like, murder or death. Like, yeah, and it, in the book... It, um, it's like everything ha- could have that. The news, like, killers out there, like... Every, right, the news but talks the about reason that, why so. that book was um, so controversial is because it did um, talk about how he was obsessed with materialistic and, like like things that he like did with people hint hint but (laughs) but and also it didn't flat out say that he was like homosexual or bisexual but it inferred that especially since the author was i don't think Um, that should be something because like well i mean like like something yeah but the point is like not all parents want their child to be exposed to that especially if you're a really sheltered kid as like in a seven, like eighth grade and like below kind of thing, um, yeah. Not all parents want you to be reading that stuff because it it gets in a lot more detail than if you just see something on a screen, you know. Um, so yeah, we'll continue talking about this after the break. Uh, I'm Angel Ramirez. I'm Serena. And I'm Brynn. And this is the Angel and Army Show. <laughs> You are just starting to become a teenager and are ready to move on to the next phase of your years. The squeals and screams are replaced by slightly less squeals and screams and you're expected to act a little more grown up. Tune in to Life at 13 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences and because of this, they have the know-how to get you through ready for what's next. Life at 13, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. 
Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to the Angel and Harmony Show on Voice America Kids, the show about the performing arts and more. Now, back to your host, Angel and Harmony. Thanks. This is the Angel and Harmony Show on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Angel Ramirez. And I'm Serena. And I'm Bryn. And yes, we were just continuing talking. If pretty much um, different controversial topics discussed in class, um, especially in English class and in schools in general, like I'm sure if you're in high school or maybe even if you're in junior high, probably not if you're in elementary, (laughs) that that you're exposed to um, this type of literature and topics and stuff. And yeah, I wanted to know what your guys' thoughts are on these specific ones. Um, and yeah, kind of what you're thinking. Okay, so sexuality. What what do you think on that? Should it be discussed Aww. in class? If it has it, something about it in a book, does it matter? Or I don't think it really should be like discussed in class. Like just like if you're reading about it, and then it just like a part comes up, and everyone starts talking about it. It's just kind yeah. of like I think I think maybe if like there's a part in the book where that comes up. I think... Well, I mean, what if the characters were homosexual or bisexual or... I honestly... I don't think it should be discussed. Like, if you're talking about the book and that comes up, I don't think it's a big deal. But if, it, like, yeah. you're discussing it, like... Like, really, really like detail. Detail, yeah. I don't think it should. But, like, Glee, yeah. one of the characters is bisexual. Like, the, everything, like, mm-hmm. it's... That's oh. all around us today. And even if... You are really like protected kid and stuff. You're you're bound to see it high school in a TV show that when you're flipping through the channels, like you're bound to see it once, mm-hmm. like more than like. Honestly, you can't, you can't. You can't just ignore everything. Like out there, you know, like, even if you don't necessarily agree with it. Like one of my friends, uh, her friend that they've known for like so long is gay. Like, mm-hmm. and. I've met him, and he's, like, really nice, and even though, like, our mom doesn't necessarily agree with that, like, I'm not going to be, Because of like, religious aspects, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to be, like, oh, I can't talk to you, I'm not going to look oh. at you, I I can't, I'm going to, like, still be nice and, like, still going to talk to him and stuff. You're, yeah. Even if you don't agree with it, and... Yeah, and that's, it's, it's a, it's not, a really touchy subject if you believe in it or not. Yeah. But, and I think that's part of the reason why parents might be, might be skeptical of it. Of like if it's in a book and the two characters are gay or lesbian or whatever or whatever the case, but personally, I don't really see a difference between if there is a boy and a girl like main characters, you know, like and they kiss like that's just my personal belief. But you know, it it kind of I guess it varies on how um, like intense they make the situation. So that they're in kind of thing, you know? There's, there's a lot of sense. aspects to, like, what you believe, what right. your parents want. Right. Yeah. Okay, so the next one, religion. Okay. Um, 
the se- I think it's the second book that we read was actually a collection of letters, and it's it's real, um, a collection of letters from Rilke. I I totally forgot his first name. Something, but what? it's like Rilke's <laughs> Rilke's letters um, <laughs> to a young poet. Rilke's letters to a young poet. That's what it's from. Uh, called um, and it's pretty much, and uh, well, a lot of these letters. A lot of these letters um, talk about his beliefs, like his spiritual beliefs and stuff, and they're not always going to agree with everyone there, especially since his personally was, it was kind of weird, like you usually don't hear that a lot. Um, so what do you think should religion be? It's a huge topic. Like, religion is, to me, whenever you're in a religious debate, unless both sides are extremely mature and careful about how they're wording it and stuff, it's always going to go down in flames. Because if you tell someone that your religion is wrong, that what, it's what gonna, is that going to do? Yeah, it's it's going to do nothing except increase their you know, passion for just proving their point right, whatever side you're on. So, like, me personally, it's kind of uncomfortable for me to be reading about like other people's religions, but I like to think of myself very open-minded. And I can't 112% say sure, like say that I you know like I don't know how to put this but you can't like prove anyone else is wrong if you don't have a stance of your own kind of thing and since I do like obviously I like just because I read that doesn't mean it'll affect me necessarily but I mean, if you're open-minded, you want to take in consideration of everyone's religion and then decide on your own what you believe. That's what I personally think. So, although it might, might be uncomfortable for me to be reading it, I mean, I still think it's it's um, it's healthy for a student, especially like um, like a teenager, to be reading about it. That way, you know, you can make your own decision for what you believe. And you know 100% that even if you you know about these 10 other religions or these 10 other beliefs, you still full-heartedly believe your own, whatever that religion may be. So that's what I personally think about about it. What about you? What about you guys? Um, well, I think... Oh, it, I, I'm like, I have something in my mind. I think I it shouldn't matter if it's in a book because mm-hmm. you want to figure... Like you said, you wanna, you're open-minded. Like... I know not everyone is, and some people are, like, really hard, like, hardcore into their belief, but mm-hmm. I think if you're so hardcore, I think you could read about other ones and not be affected, and right. even if you aren't hardcore, like, you're, you're open-minded to other ones, mm-hmm. so I think either way, I don't think it should matter, because, again, those things will come up in the world, I mean, like, there's a bunch of, even, like, for grown-ups, there's, like, Christian mingle match, like, <laughs> yeah. there's, like, an actual, like, a religious one, and there's not, like, those things just come up, and it's not gonna not come up. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I think, like, I think it's okay for religion to be in books and, like, talk about it at school, because religion's, like, already, like, people's, like, everyday lives, pretty much, and so mm-hmm. you're gonna yeah. run into it. Like one way or the yeah, another so. at school, at home. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I see you. All right. All right. Next one solitude. And it, this might be kind of confusing because it doesn't, it's not like, whoa, solitude. But um, 
like in in that book, in the Rookie's letters to a young poet, he was writing to this young poet <laughs> that was like he was like aspiring to be into poetry and poetry and everything. And this was also eighteen um, hundreds, I think. I don't, I don't know if it's in the beginning or end or whatever, but um, yeah. And he was pretty much saying part of it um, in a couple of the letters is how in order to fully find like yourself and who you are. You have to spend a lot of time alone with yourself. And solitude is... He was saying that solitude is extremely important for any age, any person, to um, to be around because it, it's, it, it enables you to be able to think for yourself and really get in touch with like your deepest thoughts and stuff. But a lot of people are saying that solitude it will just confine you and everything cuz he said that you you should be in solitude a lot not not necessarily more than with, when you're with people but you should embrace solitude and enjoy it for what it is because you'll be alone and you could really reflect on yourself and you know without any other people telling you what to say or think or do um yeah but yeah people are, don't necessarily not all people agree with solitude because you know human touch human like the voice like you you want to be able to like communicate with others and that's how they personally get to find themselves is through having discussions and stuff so what do you guys think like i personally think um i love being alone like uh, i'm a very independent person but i also love people and like talking to them and having discussions like this, you know. So I, th- I personally think there's a happy medium. I don't think that you should necessarily be have like be in solitude more than you're with people. And I don't necessarily think vice versa that you should be with people more than you know you're alone. Yeah. Because I do think yeah. that you you need to like contact like within yeah. yourself kind yeah. of thing. So I I think uh, like I. I, I don't think it should matter, like, because if you know what you want, like, you don't necessarily have to listen to the book. You don't have to, like, even mm-hmm. though it's saying it and you're reading it, you don't have to be like, oh my goodness, this book said it, so I have to be confined. Like, you have every, to, yeah, you have every to. Every minute life. of the day, except school, like, I have to do this, or, like, mm-hmm. work, or anything, like, I don't think you have to listen to the book, and I do think confinement is good, like, sometimes I just want to go into my room and, like, just kind of relax and do my own things instead of being with like family or like instead of watching a movie downstairs with everyone like yeah but i think both of those things are important Mm -hmm. confinement and being with other people yeah Um, i think it's you should like do just have like an even amount of both both, because it's good to hang out with people and like socialize and everything like that and it's also good to like have some time to yourself sometimes if you're just in, yeah. to find like your inner you and like yeah. just mm-hmm. to help find yourself okay perfect all right let's take a break i'm angel ramirez i'm serena and i'm Britton. and this is the angel and harmony show on voice america kids network Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. 
Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon Appetit! Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You've become a teenager and are ready to move on to the next phase of your years. The squeals and screams are replaced by slightly less squeals and screams, and you're expected to act a little more grown up. Tune in to Life at 14 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you ready for what's next. Life at 14, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, real talk radio. You're listening to the Angel and Harmony Show on Voice America Kids, the show about the performing arts and more. Now, back to your host, Angel and Harmony. Thanks and welcome to the Angel and Harmony Show on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Angel Maris. I'm Serena. And I'm Bryn. <laughs> and yes, we were just continuing talking about um, controversial topics and all that type of stuff. Um, so the next um, the things, like discussions that we've read about and stuff, adultery. In one of the books, the a female actually, it was, it was kind of like a feminist uh, like book because it was also written in the 1800s. Uh-huh. We read a lot of those. But, <laughs> but it was pretty much a book about feminism because back then like you weren't allowed to get a divorce really if you were a woman and you wanted a divorce okay um and and (laughs) yeah so she wanted a divorce but she couldn't obviously and she pretty much her only solution because she didn't love her husband or whatever was to go into adultery or whatever and she cheated on her husband multiple times but you know and in the end of the book she committed suicide because she couldn't be with the one she loved and yeah so what do you think about that type of book um i think that's like a little bit more like touchy a touchy subject to like read in school and stuff but is this just are there just freshmen in your class 
Or um, there's like, a few sophomores. Because uh, I think... I don't know, because, like, that's a very touchy subject. Yeah. Like, I personally wouldn't want to do that, because some experiences. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think that everyone should... I think the teacher should kind of touch on that subject and just kind of talk, like, this is not okay. Mm-hmm. This is just a book yeah. for educational purposes. and Well, the thing was, like, the book itself... Like it didn't really say if it was okay or not okay. I know it was so the just kind of like say that it's probably it's not okay because yeah. mm-hmm. I I per- that goes against uh, what I believe. So I don't right. I don't. But the whole I thing, like with the specific it. book, is because it was trying to prove a point that like that woman couldn't you know do what they wanted. They couldn't go out and get the jobs that they wanted. They couldn't be with the ones that they loved. They were forced into marriages all the time. And yeah, so that that's it was kind of like a feminist movement type book um to kind of explain like that through yeah. adultery. So I don't know. I really I I mean I wasn't as uncomfortable as I thought I would be reading it because you you start to feel bad for the like in the beginning you feel bad for her because, because she, she can't marry who yeah. she wants. Yeah, she can't like because she's depressed and all this stuff and you know, she just wants to be happy and she doesn't want to be a mother but she has two or three kids, you know. Mm-hmm. If you don't you you pretty much had to have kids back then like yeah. especially yeah. depending on where you live like literally the soviet union made you have kids in like the 1940s like they force pretty much force you but all that stuff but yeah so that's kind of where that comes into play all right so we we read this really short story um and it was pretty much about it was also like a feminist thing Mm -hmm. and this lady she she suffered from like acute psychosis something like that but back then it was like i think it was early 1900s i think this one mm-hmm. but um if you said that you were a woman and you had depression like that that doesn't make any sense that that didn't make any sense because only men could have actual diagnosis like of sicknesses like mental sicknesses mm-hmm. okay so if you said that you had um anything then men like everyone just labeled you that you had hysteria and hysteria is not really taken that seriously, and you're just kind of thrown somewhere, whether it be a mental hospital or you're told that you're fine. Okay, so if you had schizophrenia back then, and you were a woman, you you just had to suffer with all the voices in your head telling you what to do. And so this lady in this book, she, um, and I guess the next three kind of go t- together. So mental instability, psychosis, and depression. What's psychosis? Psychosis when um I don't know. I don't know how to explain it because uh, it's pretty much with the mind, and you're psychotic. Oh, so, so psychosis, psychotic. Okay. psychotic. Okay. So, um, so yeah. And she, her husband, just kind of like they they got this new house, and like they just kind of stuffed her in one room, and the wallpaper is what got her. Like, um, it was it was like this nasty yellow color, and it messed with her mind a lot. And throughout the book, she starts to become obsessed with this wallpaper in her room. And she tells her husband, like, all throughout the story that she needs to be, like, moved out of the room because the wallpaper is what's making her crazy. And he just he just kind of laughs it off and is like, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. 
Um, you're 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 getting better. You're getting better, even though she's definitely declining in health and mm-hmm. stability. Um, and so, throughout the book, she becomes like obsessed with this yellow wallpaper, and she starts to think that like things are trying to come at her from it, like they're trying to get out and all this stuff. It was really interesting for me because I'm fascinated yeah, by that type of stuff. But it was also really sad because like she was just told that she was fine over and over and over again but she really wasn't but she wasn't at all and in fact she she might have been a little you know unstable in the beginning of the story but what actually pushed her to the brink of psychosis was the wallpaper that she was put in the room of you know Mm -hmm. so and some parents the reason why that might be controversial is because some parents don't want you know you to be exposed to that type of mental illnesses and stuff like that because you know it might change your perspective on things or however that may work but what do you guys think first thoughts um it's hard i kind of don't i kind of don't understand not like what anything you said but like (laughs) why parents wouldn't I kind of understand, like, why they wouldn't want them to be exposed to that and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, like anything else, it could always come up. They, like, I don't, I'm trying to explain, like, I don't know how to word it. Mm-hmm. To me personally, I think I might know, kind of, like, kind of how to help you out there. To me personally, I think it's important to have knowledge on all these different things because, um, you know, I just think you need to be, like, knowledgeable on that and you need to know... Um, if you see someone walking down the street and they're freaking you out because of the way they're acting or they're, like, looking around really creepily or whatever it might be, you need to know that it might not be safe to, like, go by them. Yeah, yeah or, or it might be safe and it might be okay to go up yeah. to them and try and figure out what's going like, on because a lot of people are too afraid to, like, go to a hospital and ask for medication to help with their, you know, what's going up in their mind or, or yeah. whatever might be going on. I mean... If you've had voices in your head talking to you your entire life, you know, like, like that's an actual thing. It's not just, like, a myth, you know. Like, like, you don't know if anyone else, like, can't hear those voices. So you you might be... You never, like, talk to anyone. Like, you don't know. Yeah, you don't know. Like, this this is kind of relevant, kind of not, but it it kind of, like, correlates with it. Um, I watched this guy on YouTube, and he was born blind, and he thought everyone, like, just saw... What, like, it's hard for us to comprehend because he can't even see black because he sees blind. But, like, he thought everyone was like that until, you know, he started picking up on certain things yeah. and stuff. And it's kind of, it can be the same with mental illnesses, you know. And I think that's really important for someone to be exposed to that way. They have the knowledge and the background yeah, information on it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next thing. Um... So I guess I guess we could really quick touch on depression because it's kind of it's kind of different from those things. Uh, just what do you think? You guys, I'm sure you guys know what depression um, is, so I don't think yeah. I have to like go into depth with that. But I I don't think it should be a problem to talk about because mm-hmm. uh, everyone should have the knowledge, like you said with the past thing. They should have knowledge of it mm-hmm. because, like, I know on one of my shows I'm going to be talking about depression and. Like, mm-hmm. what are the signs of depression and stuff like yeah. that. And I think that's important to know, or at least know of depression, because yeah. what if 
you are feeling really sad, but you don't know it's depression, and you don't yeah. know that it's and a lot hurting of, your health. Especially a lot of teenagers, they go through yeah. those thoughts and like, feelings. And so a lot of them aren't depressed. A lot of them are just sad, because depression is so much different than yeah. sadness. And I feel like, um, like, especially on, like, social media and stuff, that people t- tend to... Um, like beautify depression and sadness and stuff like they make it in this to this like poetic type thing but it's really not like the people with those those things like they don't they don't want that they don't want to be sad all the time like it's just a thing even if if, even if they're laughing they're inside just you know they don't want it there or whatever so I really think it's important for it to be in books because you could, I, yeah, definitely, you could get in touch with that and make sure that you're not depressed or you yeah. know if you are then you could figure I out something for you. Yeah. yeah, I honestly yeah. don't even get why parents wouldn't want that because I think it. I because I think it it's because the child. Well, well, I, I mean, get, okay, I get how why. Yeah, because like, on the I other side. I don't want to be, like, biased or anything, like, with my own opinions, but on the other side, if you're exposed to a lot of things over and over, then you might start to kind of think that way, so that's... I think it should be at least, like, one conversation. You shouldn't keep on saying, like, are you depressed, are you depressed, or, like, keep on talking (laughs) about it, like, every minute of the day, but you should at least, like, touch up on it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a break. I'm Angel Ramirez. I'm Serena. And I'm Brittany. And you're listening to the Angel Harmony Show on Voice America Kids Network. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to the Angel and Harmony Show on Voice America Kids, the show about the performing arts and more. Now, back to your host, Angel and Harmony. Thank you and welcome to the Angel and Harmony Show on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Angel Ramirez. I'm Serena. And I'm Bray. Yes, and we are just finishing up. Well, not really finishing up, but we'll try and get through these last points that I wanted to talk about. Um, Okay. So, narcotics, drugs, should they be in books? Because should they be just touched up in books? Should they? Can books be all about it that you're reading like I am? Like, that's pretty much the whole basis of it because he's becoming, like, for my personal book, it's called um, Naked Lunch by William S. Burroughs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and pretty much, like, each chapter, the book is kind of weirdly set up. 
But, I mean, it was in um, Times, like, Best 100, Best, like, Best Novels. So, I mean, it's a good book. But, pretty much, there are a bunch of, like, vignettes, like, short stories that don't correlate with each other. So, I I don't know how those really, like, apply. Except for the fact that he's, like, he's an addict Mm -hmm. to these drugs and he's, like, traveling around. And, yeah, it's it's just about, like, him, I guess. Um, Um, But, yeah. What do you guys think? I know this is probably hard for a teacher, but, like, I think he should kind of view the class as a whole uh, and be like, okay, I know there's a few students that probably will, like, be like, hey, drugs, yay. (laughs) But, like, I think he or she uh, should kind of view the class. I know that's probably pretty hard Mm -hmm. to find, like... And there's always probably going to be, like, one person or, like, two people. But well, I mean, this is high school we're talking about. Yeah, and, like, a lot of A lot of kids yeah. do drugs. Okay, so and I, th- I personally think that a book won't really affect if someone... Yeah, and if it does, then that's kind of on a deeper level. I don't think it's just the book that's going to be convincing yeah, you to I do think, drugs. I think books do, like, have an effect on you, but not a huge effect that would be, like... Yeah. I'm going to make the decision from this book that I'm going to do drugs every day at lunch. Like, I don't think, I don't think, like, a book would be able to do that. Mm-hmm. You'd have to have, like, influence, like, from other yeah, people like, around you. Like, like right. your friends you plus the book, but, like, it wouldn't be just the book. So I think, I think it's fine, but I think there's a fine line between, like, just too talking much. about it yeah. or, like, too much. Because if the book is saying, like, drugs make me feel happy and i love drugs and like <laughs> do drugs like yeah. Yeah, yeah like drugs not hugs <laughs> but i think oh i think that's like a fine line but if it's just talking about drugs like this person does drugs he's crazy i think that like that's fine well i mean like um like the book i'm reading it's not really saying like it's 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 kind of in the format of like in, in information kind of thing well, so it's kind of like informing me like about like these like side effects or whatever but in a story type form like a really short story yeah, i don't think that's a problem then. well I like there was one this one chapter and this guy visited like um, a mental hospital and this this book was written in 1960s i think <laughs> where drugs were a huge thing, 1960s, yeah. like, going into the 70s, because peace, love, war, hippies, like, all that yeah. stuff. Um, so, so yeah, and the mental hospital, like, they were putting, like, homosexuals in there, in the mental hospital, just because they were gay, okay? And they were, um, like, a lot of druggies were in there, and it was kind of, like giving the differences between the just, like, recreational use or, like, you know, not and all that different type of stuff. So, I don't know. I'm not into, like, that far into my book where I can't, like, make an exact decision of, like, if it's too much or not. Luckily, I don't want to do drugs. So, you know, I'm not really worried about being influenced personally, but it's possible that other people might. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, morality like um for the first morals. book the the one for Dorian Gray he was losing his morals but in that sense um you kind of gained your morals like reading the book mm-hmm. because you saw how it affected him I think that's good cuz if the book is showing how losing your morals could badly affect you I think that's good cuz then we'll like not to lose it yeah cuz if you're mm-hmm. reading that like 
you kind of just be like, oh, I don't want that to happen to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want something good to happen, so I'm going to keep my morals mm-hmm. and not, like, lose them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's fine. I don't see why that should be a big deal if it's help. If it's saying what if it, it, what if bad, it What if it doesn't necessarily... Um, show like, the bad things? W- well, what if it doesn't necessarily show that losing your morals causes you to be a bad person it just has a character in the book with bad morals what what would you say about that Um, i I think that's okay because there's like like in pretty much every book there's always like one character that's like (laughs) bad morals yeah so i i think it's i can't as long as it's not like like really bad stuff yeah Yeah. because i think uh you the person who's reading it should be not be strong in their morals but like know their morals that like i don't i don't like even if it's not saying something will bad bad will happen to the guy without morals Mm -hmm. like i think you should still be like oh these people with the morals are like all nice and like not bad yeah and be like oh i want to be like that okay next thing sex it's probably the most like touchy thing to be reading about in high school but sometimes in the books it's premarital sometimes it's after you're married you know you it kind of depends on the book um so what do you guys think if yeah because i know one of my friends one of the books he's like the book he's reading it has a lot of it in it and it's detailed i think okay i think for me i think i'd be more awkward than be like i don't want to read this because mm-hmm. just i feel like i'd be like in there was a class we had to take last year and they like oh, talked yeah. about there's like boys in one room girls in one room like, yeah, yeah it was yeah, just like yeah, yeah. kind of awkward and like i don't necessarily like talking about that stuff <laughs> yeah. even though i want to be a doctor so i like have to like learn about the human body and stuff but like right i just feel like if it depends how mature the people are reading it because yeah, the description of the book, like, sometimes it goes, like, really, like, like a lot of detail, details and stuff, and it's just, like, too much. If it's just, like, like a little yeah, bit, it did this, like, I think it's fine if it's, like, a little bit, but yeah. I think it mostly depends on the person reading it, because you said you got to choose that book, like, the book, you had to, like, but some people didn't get their Yeah, choose. but not, not on all people, like, yeah. exactly what the book was, but that's, yeah. that's kind of on them, because we were supposed yeah, to do research so I don't think, we I don't think, like, the parents should be mad at the teacher if, mm-hmm. like, that kid, your friend, got that book, because right. he wrote down the title, and the teacher wasn't responsible for telling each individual what their, their top, how many ever books they wrote down, yeah. Yeah. What, what they were about, so... I definitely think that the teacher shouldn't get, like... Okay, but what about in the sense that he was the one who put those initial books on the list? You had to pick from this list of, like, 200 books. I don't think that's a big deal, because I think he... His mind was probably, like, freshman, mature. Most people in this class are mature, like... Yeah, especially since... I I do take Cambridge classes, Cambridge and IB, like... I don't... don't, I'm not really sure if normal, like... English classes, like, read these types of books or not, but... Yeah, but... Because they are high... Like, they are advanced. But, okay. Yeah. All right. Suicide um, and death. Um, In the one where the the feminist one with the adultery, she committed suicide in the end. 
And it was considered a beautiful suicide because in the beginning of the in the beginning of the book, she was talking about um, like she got in touch with herself through the ocean because she like never swam before and she like gained all this um, like self confidence that she could go try and swim. So she just swam out in the ocean really far, and that's how she killed herself. It's it's um, that's how she committed suicide was drowning herself in the same area that like she found herself and that book is called the awakening by kate Chopin. by the way i just remembered <laughs> um but yeah um so it, it's kind of considered a beautiful suicide but do you think that there is even such thing as a beautiful suicide i mean it was very it was very poetic i guess and it was very symbolic as well i think and our teacher said like he he said that it was a beautiful suicide, but that suicide itself isn't beautiful, if that makes sense. And he said, like, yeah. you know, if you're if you got if any of you guys are depressed or you need someone to talk to, please like tell me and stuff. So he's he said all that and he said that like death like you shouldn't go out and you know Yeah. I think there's a difference between a a book and real life because in a I don't think there's such thing as a beautiful suicide. Even if even if it's in a book because someone even if the way they died is the way they found themselves, someone's still dying. It's not like dying mm-hmm. is a yeah. happy thing. Even if, like, your worst enemy died, like, <laughs> you wouldn't be celebrating. Yeah. You'd be, like, sad. Okay. And I, I just don't think mm-hmm. that's a good thing. But I think it should be introduced mm-hmm. and mentioned, especially because your teacher did say, like, if you need someone to talk to. Because... That's going to happen, and even though, like, I knew someone whose friend, uh, like, was in the hospital because she tried to cut too deep and commit suicide and stuff. And, like, it just affects everyone, so I don't, I think it should be touched on because even if it's not you directly, Mm -hmm. you're bound to be, uh, like, affected by it somehow. And so Mm -hmm. I think it should be mentioned at least Mm -hmm. and last thoughts on death in general just death yeah like Like, in in books i think it's okay to have like read books about death because you're like guaranteed in your lifetime you're gonna have like someone dear to you pass away so you should like probably read about it so uh, like um, i know what you're saying like like you know how to deal with it yeah, a little so better you, or yeah. worse, and you can learn from that type of thing. Yeah. All right, yeah. Well, I enjoyed this discussion. I liked picking you guys' brains on these topics, especially since you guys aren't in high school yet. All right, so, yeah. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank you guys for being on the show. Thank you for inviting us on. <laughs> I'm Angel Ramirez, and you are listening to the Angel and Harmony Show on Voice America and Kidstar Radio Networks. Kidstar, we empower kids. Thanks for tuning in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Please join us again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, go be a star. We'll see you next week. My name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworm and now from the Kidstar Album of the Month. Here's Mr. Saxophone Dave Farmer with Luke, I'm Your Father. Luke tells his buddy solo, riding on a tom-tom. 
Saxophone from the Kidstar album of the month. Check it out on our website, kidstar.org. 